0: Give God the praise. Amen. Man, if, if it can happen to Sister Amanda, it can happen to you too. Amen. Because God is not a respecter of persons. In other words, he does not show partiality. Amen. Someone shout this before we start. God, God meets, meets, all my needs meets all my needs according, according to his riches. his riches. Just think about that for a minute. He didn't say he supplies your need according to your bank account or according to how much you earn. Because he knows you you ain't earned that much. Amen. God says, no, I'm going to supply your need according to the riches, the riches, my riches. And guess what? If you want to know anything about God's riches, go and look at his house. Go over there in the book of Revelations and check out his house. His house is 12. Someone say 12. <laughs> 12 foundation precious stones. He has jasper in there. He has onyx in there. He has diamond. I mean, dude could have stopped at the second foundation. He could have stopped at the fifth foundation. He could have stopped at the eighth foundation. But he went on to lavishly put 12 different precious stones in oh man this is awesome not in his display units in the foundation when no one sees you know why because to god it does not matter god does not fall off his chair when you buy a new lexus ride amen god is not shocked when you buy a new nice big house amen it's just things In fact, did you know that if you take a peep into glory, did you know that God created a planet called Jupiter where it rains diamonds all the time? Go and Google it. In Jupiter, it rains diamonds literally all the time. He's just trying to show you. (laughs) Oh man, God is awesome. Now, if he can rain diamonds all the time on a planet, will he struggle to pay your rent? Come on, just start trusting him tell your neighbor will you, him? will you trust him look at your other neighbor and say will you, will you? i mean just go ahead and trust the lord man Amen. he can do it for you right. he can take care of you better than you can take care of yourself right. he's an awesome god Amen. man and what's so funny is we put trust in everyone else except god you know, uh, just the other day, I went to uh, the, the dentist because I wanted my wisdom tooth uh, done. Amen. So I went there, and, and the lady said, you're going to have to take these uh, uh, pills. She scribbled something. How many of you can ever read uh, the, the doctor's handwriting? Hey, you don't even know what's on that paper. <laughs> Amen. Okay, we have one. We have a pharmacist. He's like, I can read that, Pastor. Messing up my example here. <laughs> a few people can read that thing. But you know what? All of us put trust in that thing. I man, I don't know what this thing is saying, but I sure need this. And you go and you give it to a guy, never met a guy, you've never met the dude in your life. And he goes to the bag and he brings back a little bottle with uh, a couple of capsules and they say, you are to take this three times a day. How many of you in here say to the pharmacist, I would like to know the chemical composition in these capsules? Amen? How many of you would even ask what ingredients are in the pills? None. You know what? We put our faith in that thing. Two guys we've never met in our lives. But when God says, hey, listen, trust me, give it to me and I'll give it back to you. Good measure. Press down, shaken together. Running over, shall men give unto your bosom. You know what we say? Lord, let the dog bark three times before 7.30. Then I'll know it is surely you that is asking me to give. All I'm saying is, take the trust you put in somebody else, people you've never met, and put it in God. Give God an equal opportunity, because God can do what He says He will do. If He says He's going to prosper you, He will prosper you. If He says He can heal you, He will heal you. But pastor, they don't have, uh, 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 they haven't discovered medication for the, It doesn't matter. God will heal you. How many of you know that God can heal even the incurable diseases? That's what makes him God. He can do the impossible. Hallelujah. Let us go now to my message. As we start, we're still talking about prayer. Amen. Uh, One of the reasons why people don't pray, typically, is because when they prayed, they didn't get results. So, people are not insane. You know, the definition of insanity is to keep doing what? The same thing and expect what? Different results. So, people are not insane. They prayed. They didn't get results. You know what they do? They stop praying. But I'm here to tell you that prayer works. The reason why they didn't get results was because they didn't do it the right way. In the first week, we talked about how Jesus taught on what prayer is not before he started teaching on what prayer is. Because, we said, there is a lot of religious junk that has infiltrated the church, particularly in the area of prayer, that has stopped God's children and their prayers to function effectively and efficiently. The Bible says it is the traditions of men that make the gospel of none effect, or that make the gospel void of power. When you just pray, because, uh, you know, we just grew up praying, when you pray without understanding you're not going to get results you can say amen to that amen you have to get understanding first before you pray otherwise your prayer and your prayers are not going to yield results amen i said amen now let us go to philippians chapter number 4 verse 6 today we want to talk about the prayer of petition We also discovered that there are different kinds of prayers. Amen. And we talked about a few that I could. But today, we want to go ahead and talk about the prayer of petition or the prayer of asking for something from God. Watch this successfully. I don't remember asking uh, for something from God and not getting it. I don't even remember praying that kind of prayer. You know why? Because I've learned how to ask. And if you ask according to his word, in fact, he's the one who offered the olive branch. What did he say? He said, ask and what will happen? You shall receive. He says, knock and what will happen? It shall be open for you. Amen? So if you ask, you shall receive. If you knock, the door will be open to you. Amen? Where did I tell you to go? Philippians chapter number four, verse six. Watch what it says. It says, Be careful for nothing, or be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication. Give it to me in the NIV. Watch what it says. Be not, do not be anxious about anything. Do we all know what this means? It says, Don't be anxious. It says, Don't worry. Amen. Don't do it. And notice he didn't say, um, I suggest that you do not worry. No, he's giving it as a command. He says, don't do it. Don't worry. Don't be anxious about anything. But, here's what you should do. In prayer, in everything, by prayer and what? I didn't hear that. Come on, preach with me. Petition with what? You know why because every petition goes with thanksgiving amen every petition goes with thanksgiving present your requests to god make your requests known unto god so the first thing someone say first the first thing That you should do when you're about to get into the prayer of petition is to decide exactly what you want from God. If you're writing down notes, decide exactly what you want from God. Say that after me. Decide Decide. exactly. You know why we put the word exactly there? Because you will get what you ask for. lord i just want Amen, any kind of man no that's not gonna fly because you will get a man any kind of man hallelujah decide exactly what you want lord i want a car what kind of a lord i just want a job any kind of job and then when you get any kind of job you turn around and say lord why did you give me this job i hate it so much well that's what you asked for tell your neighbor you are going to get exactly What you ask for why because a petition is a specific request for something addressed to an entity that has the power to deliver how many of you know that god has the power to deliver amen but he's not gonna deliver unless he is asked when god created the heavens and the earth the earth he gave it to man if you go to Genesis chapter number one, verse 26, God uh, signed a lease agreement and gave the earth realm to man. And you know what that means? That means the earth and everything that happens in the sphere of your uh, control and jurisdiction and so on and so forth is totally up to you and God will not interfere. Now, I've just listed out a property, one of our properties, and this is what we did. We made the guy sign a lease agreement for a year. That you should pay rent and do this and do this and take care of that and so on and so forth but what's interesting is that when god gave us this lease agreement it was unconditional the only condition was for us to be fruitful multiply subdue it and have dominion over it and run it amen when inside that lease agreement what that means is you know what if i have relatives visit me even though i own that property But I've leased a lease agreement. Do you know I cannot take my relatives to my own property for lunch? Oh, you know, I own this property and I just put in a tenant there. In fact, you know what? We're actually going to go there and cook ourselves a meal. It would be called intruding. He can call the cops on me, even though I own the property. And that's what God did with the earth realm. He gave it to you with your circumstances. He gave the, And God will not do anything in your life unless invited. Amen. And he gave you a toll-free number This that we call prayer. And he says, my child, whenever you need my help, pick up the phone and holler at me. And if you don't pick up the phone and call Him, even though you might be in trouble and you desperately need God, oh man, this is my best expression, God ain't coming. You know why? Because God is not an intruder, He's a gentleman. He only comes where He's invited. In fact, William Booth said it like this uh, back in the day. He says, God does nothing in the earth realm except in response to prayer. Even when Jesus saw the sheep, the people scattered without a shepherd, the people that needed God, you know what he said to his disciples? He said, You pray that the Lord of the harvest may send laborers. I thought it was God's intention for laborers to go anyway. Why do I need to pray? You know why? Because God will not do it until someone asks for it. Tell your neighbor, God will not do anything come on tell your neighbor like you had breakfast god will not do anything in your life until and only until you invite him you ask him amen god will not bring it to you until you ask for it hallelujah So the first thing you must do is to decide exactly what you want from God. I want a car and it was Sister Amanda back in the day, uh, five years ago. Uh, We used to give a lift every Sunday to come to church. You know, between me, Pastor Trevor, and my wife, would make sure uh, we bring her to church. And the one time we were sitting in the car and uh, bringing her to church with the kids and so on and so forth, and we started talking, I said, man, are you believing God for a car? She said, Pastor T, I'll tell you right now, I'm believing God for a car. I don't enjoy uh, all of this, uh, uh, you picking up me up and the kids and so on. And so I want to be free. I want to be independent. I want this car. And I also want to give other people rides." And I said, what scripture are you standing on? And she said i'm standing on mark 11 verse 24 whatsoever thing you desire when you pray believe you, you receive it and you shall have it and so what kind of a car would you want and she said i want a red uh, bmw one series and my heart went boo, 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 boo. it was as if she's praying to me Man, i had pressure i was like man you could start with the gas because in my mind, I was thinking, man, Lord can take care of a guest. You know, you know, God can start you know, with a VW uh, Polo. Or what's the other one? The, the, the City Golf. I was like, man, we, we could start there. And she was like, no, Pastor D, I'm believing God for a BMW 1 Series, and it's going to be red. And I said, whoa, that's pressure. But how many of you know that it was pressure on me, but not on God? See, make your request known unto God, not to man. See, because men will talk you out of your request sometimes. Thank God I knew what to do with my words. I didn't vocalize them. I was just like, ooh, this is, ooh, my goodness. This is too big." But God was looking at it and saying, go, my child. I'll deliver exactly what you want. And here we are, standing here five years uh, ahead. And and she's looking back and she's driving it. BMW, first series, one series. Is that what it's called? And it's red and she said she wanted all all black leather on the inside and it's got all black man you need to be specific with what you want from god i was talking to my wife the other day and she said you know god blessed me uh, uh with you and and when i go back to my to the list of requirements i asked from god then i ticked all of them and i looked at her i said honey you aren't you blessed Amen? So once you decide exactly what you want, please don't tell her. I can say this because she's not in church today. Amen. Oh, by the way, she brings a gre- uh, she sends a greeting. She says for me to tell everybody she loves you and she can't wait to be back in church. Still taking care of her little uh, two-week-old uh, uh, tonight. Amen? Now, once you decide exactly what you want from God, here's the second step. Find a promise in God's Word for the thing you are asking for. Find a promise in God's word for the thing you' are asking for. Why? First John 5 verse 14. Thank you Jesus. First John chapter number five verse 14. watch what it says. This is the confidence that we have in approaching God. See when you approach God you must approach him in confidence not with inferiority. That's why the Bible says, "For there is therefore now no condemnation or inferiority complex to those who are in Christ Jesus. So you and I can approach God in confidence. Those of you who are hunters, confident hunters will carry salt and spices as they go hunting. Because they know there is no other way. We're going to catch something, kill it, bray it and eat it amen you have to be confident as you approach god but where is your confidence coming from this is the confidence we have in approaching god that if we ask anything according to his will according to what i didn't hear that according to what so your request must line up with his will This is why for everything you want from God, you must check to see if it lines up with His will. And once you see that scripture that promises you the thing that you want from God, what is it going to do? It's going to build your faith on the inside. You know why? Because the Word of God is the source of our faith. And once it builds your faith on the inside, you will approach God in faith, which is God's MO. That's God's modest operanda. God can only be approached by faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 11, verse 6, For it is impossible to please God without faith. Now, if the man is not pleased with you, you cannot trick him into answering your prayer. He has to be pleased with you first. And the only way he's going to be pleased is by faith. So what do you do? You hear from God. You write it down. You change everything to line up with what you have heard from God you take that promise you put it side to side with your petition now when i say decide exactly what you want from god i'm talking about write it down when you get home today man i want you to sit down and write everything and make it specific everything that you want from god this year write it down and put scriptures next to it hallelujah When we were believing God for a house, my wife and I, we wrote the specifics of the house that we were believing God for. And we put right next to it, Psalms 111. And for two whole years, from the time we were dating, we were confessing Psalms 111. The Bible says the the blessed man has riches in his house. He is blessed and all of his household. And we were speaking that into existence. And as you do that, your faith will be stirred up. And the minute your faith is stirred up, that promise and that uh, 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 request of yours lined up together, it will come to pass. Amen. Amen? You can have confidence that if you ask anything according to His will, so your request must be in line with God's word. Next verse. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know notice he didn't say there is a high chance he says we know we know that we have the petitions that we desire desired of him so if you ask god according to his will (laughs) there is a confidence that god will deliver but if you ask him according to how pressing the issue is god is not going to respond to that did you know that god does not respond to sympathy god can't you see how bad it is god is not moving god only moves the bible says he watches over what his word to perform it he's waiting to watch over his word so when you pray pray your request and couple it with his word and it will come to pass amen that was uh, step number two step number three hallelujah thank you jesus ask god in faith james chapter number four verse two james chapter number four verse two hallelujah see once you ask god in faith and according to his word the devil cannot do anything about it the devil cannot stop that kind of a prayer in fact sometimes in the church did you know that we give the devil too much credit have you ever been to some of these deliverance sessions where they interview demons? Man, they just give the devil way too much, way too much honor. Like, where did you come from? He says, I came from Cyprus. So, oh, did you hear that? The devil came from... And then we turn around and say, the devil is a liar. So, you probably didn't come from Cyprus. Because that brother is lying to you. Amen. I said, Amen. And we give him too way too much pressure. Did you know that the devil has no power concerning your life? The Bible says he roams around as a roaring lion. He's not one. He just pretends to be. He's an imitation lion. Copycat. Man, that fool has got no power, except the power that you give to him. That's why he couldn't uh, curse the children of Israel. Remember when he hired uh, uh, Balaam to curse the children of Israel? That was Balak. He tried to curse them. He blessed them. Went over there, blessed them. Four times, opened his mouth to try and curse them. He blessed them. You know why? Because he has no power to curse any of us. So stop giving him. In fact, the Bible says in Colossians 2 verse 15 that he was stripped of all power. The, The Bible says he was stripped of all power and Jesus made a public show of him openly, triumphing over him. In fact, if you go to Isaiah 14, verse 16, the Bible says when we finally get to see who the devil really is, most of us are going to be shocked. We're going to say, is this the one? In fact, give it to me. Give me Isaiah 14, verse 16. After this, you will not give the devil any time of day in your life. There was a gentleman called uh, Smith Wigglesworth. He was getting ready to sleep in the days of candles they didn't have you know uh, bulbs light bulbs like us getting ready to sleep put out his candle and then he heard some noise uh, at the front of the bed and then he woke up to check to see and it was the devil and he said oh it's just you and then he went back to sleep man what would you have done oh you won't understand (laughs) the devil was right there no he's a defeated fool he's got no power nothing zero zilch watch what he says he says when we finally see him that they will see thee shall that they see thee shall narrowly look upon you in other words they will look down on you and consider you saying is this the man that made the earth to tremble that did shake kingdoms people will be like man i can't believe this this little puny thing, weak, and is the one that caused all the trouble. You know why? Because that's who he is. He's got no power over you. So stop giving him the power that he does not have. James chapter number 4. Oh man, I just thought we, we needed to deal with that. Thank you, Jesus. James chapter number 4. Watch what it says from verse 2 to 3. You lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not, because you ask not. Have you ever seen this uh, crazy uh, Pentecostal people that fight and war in prayer and still don't have? You know why? Because they're just fighting and warring and they forget to ask. All you got to do is ask. Beating down the door, man, the door is unlocked. All you have to do is just open the door and walk in. Shandama shake, shake, shake. Okay, what do you want? Shika, ah, ma, They pick up stuff and they're warring. Yeah, they're warring. Say, all kinds of. God is saying, you have not because you didn't ask. Father, today I'm asking you for a good day. In Jesus' name, amen. I just asked. And guess what I will have? A good day. Man, church is simple. Christianity is simple. Just ask. Just ask. Watch what happens. Next verse. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lustful desires to ask amiss is to ask in doubt remember the bible says he that asks let him ask in faith and the bible says in the book of james at the beginning when he was talking about asking god for wisdom he says you should not be double-minded when you're asking from god know that you are asking from an authority that has the power to deliver whatever you're asking for and you know what kind of a man asks that way it is a man who understands, the Bible says it is it is the revelation of God's kind of love that will make your faith work. It says faith works by love. It is a man who understands how much God loves them, that can ask that way. See, if, when if you're still iffy about whether God loves you or not, man, God loves you. God wants you to prosper more than you want to prosper. God wants to be involved with your issues more than you want Him to be involved with your issues. And when you have that kind of attitude, you will ask and know that God has already given it to me. That's why Jesus could speak to the fig tree and walk away before anything manifested in the physical. But He knew God had granted His desire. You know why? Because God loved Him. Someone shout, God loves me. Tell your neighbor, God loves me so much. The Bible says he is mindful of me. In other words, his mind is full of me. Mina. Me That's it. That's my attitude, man. I believe God pays attention to me. When I go into prayer, I used to have an attitude way back in the day that you know I go into prayer, and God is some old man sitting in heaven in his office, and he has this much request. And I have to beg and plead roll on the floor they used to call it uh, uh, groaning in the spirit groan in the spirit so that god can take my request and put it at the top of the pile no god can hear all of us at the same time now i have confidence that my request is always number one that god pays attention to me mark 11 verse 24 Thank you, Jesus. We discovered in Philippians chapter number 4, verse 6, that all requests are made or all petitions are made with what? With thanksgiving. Do you know why you thank him in advance? Because you already know he's done it. Watch what he says in Mark 11, verse 24. Verse 24. Therefore I say to you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them when? When? I didn't hear that. Believe you've received them when? When you pray, what should should you do? Come on, preach with me, church. When you pray, you should do what? And you should believe that you've received them when? When I didn't hear that. What should you do when you pray? When should you believe that you've received them? So you're telling me that I should believe that i've received it while i'm still praying yeah. That's right. now if you believe that you've received it while you're still praying if you believe that you've received a gift and you are a well-mannered man i'm not talking about rascals amen what do you do when someone gives you a gift what do you say what are the two words that you are supposed to say if you have manners So, in other words, if you believe that you've received when you pray, there should be a thanksgiving when? When you pray. See, a lot of people are waiting for the manifestation to start dancing. You're already late, honey. You should start dancing while you're in the... Because that's where the manifestation of true Bible faith is. Go with me now to Colossians. Colossians chapter number two verse seven. Watch what it says: rooted and built up in Him, established in faith, as you have been taught, abounding therein. Abounding in what? In faith. How do you abound in faith? With thanksgiving. You want to look. You want to see a man who is abounding in faith, who has a faith that is beyond measure. Look for a man who is full of gratitude and thanksgiving look for a man who knows god has already done it and thank you jesus amen Amen. in fact i call it the sandwich prayer you start off with thanking the lord for what he has done and then you slip in your request in the middle and then you end with thanksgiving for the request that you've already that you've just made and every other prayer you pray from that day is to thank the lord it is not to ask for him again because when you ask for him again you are already now in doubt because you don't believe he did it when you asked for it the first time so you should say thank you Jesus while you're still in there look at your requests and see them furnished fulfilled and say thank you Lord hallelujah I said hallelujah number four after you've made your request known unto god i've given you the three principles right now the fourth principle is act as a man or a woman who has received it how you act and what you say are an indication of whether you really believed your prayer was answered so what you say after you pray and how you act after you pray Is a revelation not to god but to yourself whether you believed god has answered your prayer or not go with me now to numbers chapter number 11 verse 18. see when abraham prayed and god answered him god told him hey abby i'm going to make you the father of many nations and you are no longer going to be called abraham but abraham and his action was to literally go to home affairs and asked for a name change. And he came back to his community and said, Brothers and sisters, from today onwards, I shall be known as the father of many, 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 many nations. Question Did Abraham have any children? He still didn't have any children. But guess what? His actions were that of a man who has many, 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 many children changed his name way before the manifestation his actions were lined up with his request that's a man full of faith numbers 11 from verse 18 to 23 do you have the message bible for this one (coughs) now this was when uh the children of israel uh said to moses moses we're tired of eating manna you know we want some meat we want some of that gurvos and some of that uh, rib. Amen. We, we're tired of manna. And Moses went and asked God for meat. He said, okay, Lord, you you guys want meat? I'm going to go and ask an authority that can deliver meat. And he didn't go there and say, Lord, we want something else. No, he went there and said, Lord, we would like some meat. You know why? Because you are to be specific with your request. Because God would deliver. Man, this will preach to ladies. Ladies will say, Well, how come you don't take me out for dinner? Okay, I'm going to take you out this Friday. Where would you like to go? Anyway? Okay, we are going to KFC. Well, I don't want to go to KFC. <laughs> you should come up to with a place to go to. Amen. That's the least you can do. What do you want to eat? Anything. And then you start making pop. No, I don't like pop. But you say anything. Amen. Tell your neighbor anything doesn't count. So he went to God and said, "Lord, I want meat. I want meat. We're tired of manna, tired of bread. And this is what the Lord said: Tell these people to consecrate them, consecrate yourselves. Get ready for tomorrow when for for get ready for tomorrow when you are going to eat meat. You've been whining to God. We want meat. We want meat. Give us meat. We had a better life in Egypt." god has heard your whining and he's going to give you what you are going to eat meat next verse and it's not just for a day that you'll eat meat and not two days or five or ten or twenty but the whole month, how many of you know that God, when he answers you, man, you're just saying, I, 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 want, I, want, I want a husband, you know, and, and you have your list. And God gives you a millionaire and a billionaire. You were just wanting, a, you know, a hundred thousand nair. <laughs> See, God will take whatever you're believing for and just triples it and do more. He says, no, you're not going to eat meat just for one day. No, no, no. You see, a lot of people come to me asking for jobs. I pray for them, and I say, "This month, or this year, or whatever, you get uh, three offers." Because I believe God is a God of abundance. You always answer you in abundance. And to the one guy, man, I told him that, and he got three job offers. he was like, "Pastor, how do you do that?" And I said, "Man, I didn't do anything. I'm no spiritual guru." He was getting ready to worship me. You know, man of God. wow ooh, ah, ooh. No, I'm no spiritual guru. I know that God is a God of abundance. He literally outdoes himself when? All the time. So you don't need to be a prophet to know that God is going to do more. Because it's his nature to do more. Amen. He says, I'm going to do it how many times? But for the whole month, you're going to eat meat until it's coming out of your nostrils. You are going to be so sick of meat that you will throw up at the mere mention of the word meat amen and here's why because you have rejected god who is right here among you whining to his face or oh, why did we ever leave egypt so they are asking was not in faith it was in complaining still god responded next verse moses saying i'm standing here surrounded by six hundred thousand men in other words i am in an economy that is not working god i know you just said you will supply all of my need according to my to your riches and glory i know you say that lord but look at the rand it's tumbling do you have some sense god that's what you're saying i'm standing here surrounded by 600 thousand men on foot and you say i will give them meat every day for a month next verse this will shock you so where is it going to come from that's not your business he was trying to figure it out And some of you, the reason why you haven't been able to ask God in faith is because you were calculating, you were trying to figure it out. You know, Lord, I'm asking you for a job, but you know the job market. Look at it, Lord. Lord, have you seen the job market? They are not hiring people of my kind. No, I just go to God and I ask for what I want and it is now his responsibility to do it on my behalf. If God says, I'll give you a job, I don't care if there's only one person to be hired that year, that person is going to be me. If God says, I'll supply all your need according to my riches and glory, I don't care what my salary is, I expect every last one of my bills to be paid. didn't say it he said it so quit trying to put the pressure on yourself or the next person and let the pressure be on God and when you do that man everything will begin to function perfectly last year in June we had the the hardest month ever in this ministry we were minus by about 30 or odd thousand or so amen and i went to god and god told me he said put pressure on my word not on people the reason why some of us do not receive from god is because we put pressure on the wrong thing quit putting pressure on your boss to promote you and start putting pressure on god's word and on god's principle and as you obey god as you work as if you're working unto god as you put in Your hours of faithfulness, the Bible says promotion does not come from the east or the west, but it is God that putteth up another and puts down another. It is God that will bring you whatever you need in your life. And when you ask, stop trying to figure it out. Moses said, Lord, where are you going to get that? And then he even went on, man, this dude is crazy. Where is it going to come from? even if all the flocks and herds were butchered would that be enough in other words he's saying even if we took every penny that is in this economy what was he basing his prosperity on this economy where we are what this money can do you know lord even if we did as much as we could do with this salary lord you, should, you, know, you know lord lord can you do that Can you see that? And I know, man, sometimes we can put uh, a blame on Moses and and this is sometimes what we do every day when we ask uh, things from God. God can deliver. Let me tell you, child of God, God can deliver. If he says he's going to do it, put your trust in him and let him take care of that. Watch what, it, what God did. Even if all the fish in the sea were caught, would that be enough? I mean, this guy was just caught up in the realm of the physical he is doing the math you know what this is fact if we did this it wouldn't be enough that is why we went to God because if I did it my way guess what I was going to fail that's the reason I came to you Lord because I know you can do beyond this that I see with this physical eyes. God answered Moses and said, So do you think I can't take care of you? Now don't let this be a message to Moses. Let this be a message to you this morning. Let this be God asking you, So do you think I cannot take care of you? You will see soon enough whether what I say happens for you or not I can bet you everything that he said will happen next verse so Moses went out and told the people what God had said and he called together 70 of the leaders and had them stand around the tent and God came down in the cloud spoke to Moses and took uh, some of his spirit that was on him and put it on 70 leaders when the spirit rested on them they prophesied but they didn't continue uh, it was a one time event. Amen. Meanwhile, two men uh, go to 32. Side story. We're going to go back. Uh, next. Uh, 31. 31. Sorry. And the wind set in motion by God swept quails in from the sea. See, they didn't even know that there was, Moses didn't even know that there were quails in the sea. You know, the Bible says in Isaiah 45, God will show you the hidden riches. The riches that are hidden in secret places. Some of the things that you don't even know God will do in your life. Amen. They piled up to a depth of about three feet in the camp. Man, I should have been there. Just meat for three feet. Baba, my proof was you are standing in meat. Just and this is, this is, You want to be there. Amen. As the far as... Out as a day's walk, as a man's day's walk in every direction. How far can you walk? Some can walk 15 kilometers, some 30. Man, for, for a day, 18 hours, you probably can walk 100 Ks for some. Amen? It says for as far out, it was just meat everywhere. I mean, this was coming from another economy that Moses had no idea existed. God can do it for you from another realm that you had no existed. And this is called the realm of possibility. It is called the realm of no limitations. Oh, man, that's awesome. Oh, that day and night into the next day, the people were out gathering the quail, huge amounts of quail, even the slowest person. See, because it's now not on your side of the ledger. Even the dumbest person is getting a good job. You know why? Because they just hooked up with God. Even the most unhealthy eater is living in divine health. You know why? Because it is not in your divine uh, 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 being particular about what you eat and all that, health. No, it is because God is the one that's doing it. Amen. The slowest person among them gathered at least 60 bushels. They spread them out all over the camp for drying. You know you have lots when you start making chimukuyu or built on. Amen. Man, if you're just buying a meat for the day, there is no abundance to make built on. Amen. Why don't you stand on your feet? Thank you, Jesus. Someone shout, God will do it for me. Someone shout in this season, every prayer that I pray I am expecting an answer. Someone shout in this season God has answered every prayer that I pray. Every petition that I have has already been answered. This is why my heart is filled with thanksgiving. My heart is filled with gratitude thank you lord thank you jesus for answering every single one of my prayer requests of my petitions in jesus name amen